Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys. And Statman. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, as we are on the cusp of 22 years of doing Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios, I figured two hours next Sunday ain't enough for 22 years. You agree, Statman? We could go two hours for the whole year. Yeah. 22 years. We keep saying the people that aren't around, that are in jail, that are out of business. Oh. Since we started, mm-hmm. you know, we outlived all of them, you know. Oh, well, so this is what we're going to do, Freak Nation. And I can promise you that Statman Crash and I had very little pre-show meeting today. <laughs> and that was intentional because I've got some guests that we're going to have here in the show tonight that you guys probably haven't seen these videos. Well, maybe since they aired 17 17- 18 years ago. Oh, great. <laughs> and I and this want... is your way of getting set for our 22nd official anniversary next week? Hey, I, what I want is your natural reaction to some of these, inter- or to these interviews. Mm-hmm. We've got Tony Stewart from the stage at Sedalia when it was, remember, it was 95 <laughs> degrees and wow. the humidity was, you know, 50, pushing 60. I specifically remember that interview because of the sweat under behind my knees, under my arms, and under my bra. Oh, yep. it was disgusting. Well, Statman remembers that too. With he remembers with, the bra with, too. Our, with our yeah. bras, right? Right. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, it seems like Crash. You're right. We all got the memo. Statman in black, black on black. Yeah, uh, Crasher, black is beautiful. Really, yeah, man. And again, showing our lack of pre-show <laughs> meeting because we all sat down and we're like, "Oops, yep. <laughs> we're all Airbnb in black." Times. There have been times, let me insert this in here and waste some time with another rabbit hole. There have been times we've sent memos around to everybody for weeks and missed the point. And here we didn't even talk to each other. And we got a uniform on after 22 years. The first time. (laughs) Works. Look at all, it works. Very true. So Tony Stewart, we're going to go back. 14, 15 years for that one. How about Texas Terry and his brother, Bobby Labonte? Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte. Remember this from two of our Mac Tools tool fairs? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we had them on together? We had, I believe, Texas Terry on in 2006 and then Bobby Labonte on 2007. Ah. Okay. All right. We're going back for that one. Uh, Jeremy McGrath, 2007, from the core racing series at Pomona Raceway. Now, do you remember Pomona? that one, Statman? Yes. I remember that one, yeah. That's when we all popped our collar and had a wonderful time. Yeah. yeah. Good time. So we're going back wow. to that. Uh, I may have another surprise or two that I'm going to drop on you, but the evolution of this show is evident in some of these conversations, not just because we've grown up a little bit and have learned to uh, use that canine filter from time to time, but everybody's hair is great except for crashes. So, <laughs> oh no, no, this is coloring. I, I my hair has certainly grayed. Anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, 
and and also, how about this? From all of my records, the only Formula One driver in the Freak Nation on video will be joining us. Can I say his Nation. name? Because I know who's on video. Because oh, he I talks know. about Danica yeah. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not it. Oh, I forgot. So there's it. another one. It's not Jensen Button. Okay. Let's <laughs> say it. It's not from the grotto. No, yeah, I forgot it. Listen, half of that interview with Jensen Button could not air today. Yeah, yeah I would agree with <laughs> it that. It can't. Mm -hmm. He's sitting with a magazine with Danica Patrick on the, on the cover. cover between his legs, and he makes reference. I can't. We can't. No, we, we can't, can't go that. there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was funny at yeah. the time. It still is funny, that'll but send, just, that'll yeah. send everybody to the YouTube archives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was pulled down by now. And for Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up shortly, we're going to spend three minutes uh, rabbit-holing, scatter-shooting of brief memories of our 22 years of doing Speed Freaks. Yeah, no IndyCar this weekend, no NASCAR this weekend. So, yeah, might as well. Right. No, no sports car. Oh, NHRA. Car, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yes, yes. And we're, we're big-time proponents of NHRA, but I, I just want to have some fun tonight. All right? Right. As we celebrate 22 years unofficially on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Lucas Oil Studios, my goodness. So, yeah, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Nope. Uh, how about a little pontification within three minutes of our history of the freaks coming up? Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Freak Nation bringing in another round of affiliates as we... Okay, we're a little early on our 22 years of Speed Freaks, but why not? It's the 20, 25th of June when we actually celebrate 22 years. We figure, man, we've been doing this for 22 years. Why not dedicate two shows? <laughs> uh, and typically, we'll have Crash Madness Pit News and Notes right here, but with very little racing this weekend, granted motocross and NHRA, but no NASCAR, no IndyCar, no sports cars, uh, no Statman on lawnmower racing. We're not mm. going to hit it. Uh, but this little pontification, three minutes of extravaganza, reflecting of the 22 years brought to you by good friends at General Tire. It is summer. I don't give a damn where you are, man. It's summer in Columbus. It's summer in Phoenix. It is summer in Florida. And damn it, it's summer in San Diego. And it's 70 degrees. And that's where I'm going to be. Well, that's actually where I am as we speak. I like that. Uh, General Tire, have <laughs> do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Uh, this summer, make sure you're rolling on a new set of General Tires. Man, you're going to be cr crisscrossing the country in that new rig. Uh, get yourself some General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. All right, typically we go crash, bad, spit news and notes right now. But I've been reflecting on our 22 years by digging up some old video interviews. We were on ESPN, ESPN2. Speed Channel, Mad TV for many, many years. And I don't know if anybody out there quite has, outside of your big boys like FS1, Fox, and NBC, and ESPN, if anyone has a catalog stat, man, like we do, uh, not just audio, but the video catalog that we have. Nobody. How can they? They haven't been around for 22 years to amass all of that con content. We are the content providers. <laughs> well, I, when it talk when it comes to spanning generations, yeah, nobody can match us. No, no. 
it started out we started out on Speed Channel and we were in the Westwood One one of the Westwood One studios in Culver City, California. I think we popped out six or I think we popped out six shows in that studio, then, then another six or seven out of the studio in different pits across uh, different series across the country. Where we would be at a NASCAR race, we would be at an NHRA race, we'd be at a sports car. We were at an IndyCar race, or was it? Was it? No, it was, it was the five hundred. It was the IRL crasher, mm-hmm. the IRL race at Long Beach Grand Prix. Was oh, it, that's right. Right? No, that was the cart side. Was IRL did not race. Uh, IRL did not race Long Beach. More on that later. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Icons, legends, and rising stars. The iconic teams. McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Greyhawk, Penske, Ganassi. The legendary drivers. Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden. The rising stars. Herta, Award, McLaughlin, Rossi. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life. Real fast. IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Saturday, August 20th. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
You know, with my travels across the country in some of the smaller towns ever in the history of mankind, I'll travel into maybe a Casey's or a Speedway or, yes, in Springfield, Missouri, a come-and-go convenience store, and I'll see plenty of Lucas Oil products there on the shelf. I don't care if it's an O'Reilly Auto Parts, an AutoZone, or a mom-and-pop a convenience store. There's plenty of Lucas Oil products to go around for a line of products from Lucas Oil to keep your rides on the road. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. All right, there was a time when this was a big old fat TV show. It started out on radio, one station in Southern California with one mic. Statman likes to always remind us. And we moved into television one year. And the first, uh, gosh, 2005. Oh, four. Or four, was it? Nah, I could be off. Okay. Oh, four, oh, five-ish. Uh, <laughs> it, it, this is from 2006. We... Uh, we were still on Speed Channel, I believe. No, hold on, Crasher, was it? Regardless, uh, we, we started on Speed Channel. We are ESPN, ESPN2, the map. We would take our show on the road, and we don't have time to get into all the side stories of these things because, again, it's a two-hour show. But the stat man, do you remember when Tony Stewart joined us on stage about an hour and a half late on the Mopar oh, stage? Right. We waited an hour and a half in that heat. In awful heat. In July or August, whenever it was, outside of Sedalia, Missouri, yeah, yeah. dirt track. In the, mid- oh, yeah, the middle of June. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids. Come on. It's for yeah. the kids. For the kids. Yes, we're, he was hungover, and he admitted he was hungover. Well, admittedly, we all were. We all were, though. Except yeah. Statman. He was too busy running world champions off the damn road. Yeah, man. Statman the day before was not mm. drinking as much as we were, but he was driving a golf cart and he almost <laughs> ran into Tony Stewart on the golf course. Uh, so Tony oh, Stewart yes. was part it was part of this great uh, golf tournament, which, by the way, I, I, I'll share this with you later, uh, this great golf tournament that we were part of several years where they would raise quite a bit of money for the kids. Danny Lazowski was there, Clinton Boyer, Bubba the Love Sponge, Gary Selzy. Bubba the loves. Yeah, you go on and on. It was uh, it was pretty much bonkers, and <laughs> the amount of Crown Royal that was consumed in that part of Missouri uh, probably could have floated the rest of Missouri. Brian Brown, World of Outlaws driver, who just won last weekend in mm-hmm. Knoxville. Yeah, oh yeah, just loads of World of Outlaws guys. Steve Kinzer, yeah, Kinzer uh-huh. was yes, that's right. Uh, it's cra- it was crap hot there, Freak Nation, about seventeen years ago, on stage with with Tony Stewart as we celebrate twenty two years. Of the Freak Nation. Please welcome here in the Speed Freaks Pits, a freak fave. He's going to be the fifth freak for the next 30 minutes, Tony Stewart. Welcome, T.S. Thanks, guys. We had to get you out of bed a little early. It's about what? About, we had to get you out of bed a little early to come in here today, didn't we? Yeah, get me up on my day off here. I mean, come on. Why you got to do this to me? And then you bring me out here in sweltering heat. It's about 140 degrees out here already. You'd think I'd be used to this. Look, Freak Nation can change a lot of things, but when you're dealing with the cat upstairs, we can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, so... We'll just you know, NASCAR can deal with the guy upstairs better than we can. Yeah, they got him paid off, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only ones that afford to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, man. So, so what, what NASCAR driver's jacket is God wearing? What, which one what is NASCAR what? Jacket driver's jacket is God wearing, then? I don't know. I think he looked good. I think he's wearing jacket. a Mike Hilton jacket right now. <laughs> so. Look, uh, on your website, what, smoke20.com? Yeah. Where you sell out of your smokeware? You got thongs it rivals it rivals the speed freaks thong right here it rivals it's a little this. smaller than that 20 smaller than this? 20% less, smaller. less material you got the tony stewart thong yeah and you're selling barbecue saw on there what and of course all your shirts 
What sells more on your smokeware website? The top two sellers we have right now are the uh, the smoke barbecue sauce and the thongs right now. They're the top two sellers that we have. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your aunt won't buy those for the trailers. Well, that's my aunt, though. So uh, the <laughs> rest of them, them, everybody's buying them on Smoke20.com. That's where wow. they're getting them. We get everybody sending us stuff to to Lizardville on the Freak Nation website. Everybody sends us photos. Do, do girls, anybody ever send you photos and say, I bought your thong there, Smoke. Here's what it looks like installed. They haven't done that yet. Um, I'm sure now that you've mentioned that, that they'll start pouring in. But that's why we, we limited it to uh, smaller sizes. Statman, hold up that bottle, will you? Here it is. Smoke sauce. Number one. You want to give it? Are you, you brave enough to let the Statman test it? Live. Well, I'm not, I'm not scared of it. I'm all not right. scared of it all. I mean, that, yeah, that is your whole device. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I picked that recipe personally, so uh, I, I've got the utmost confidence in my. What kind, of, what kind of sauces are in the smoke sauce? That's a really good question. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't put the ingredients in. I just picked the flavor I like. What is it? That's pretty serious. That's okay. good stuff. Yeah. I mean, now I got to get a. Got to put a slab of ribs under it first to make give it the good I, test. I'm confident <laughs> you will have no problems with ribs, chicken. We can put on steak. Tony Stewart continues with us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. You guys heard our debate tonight, NBC versus Fox, when it comes to NASCAR coverage. Email us, pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv. Tell us who you would rather see cover NASCAR, NBC or Fox. Tony Stewart, do you want to get involved in this at all? Uh, no, I'm not a politician, and I don't want to get in the middle of it. I think both of them do a good job with our sport. Um, sometimes I think the commentators kind of lose track of reality a little bit, but uh, – for the most part, I think the networks do a pretty good job of covering the sport. Yeah, they always good. say defensive backs in the NFL have to have a short memory because, you know, they, you get burned, and the next time you make an interception. For you, you got to have the shortest memory because some guys do talk too much. Yeah, they uh, they crush you one week, and then they want to be your best friend the next week. So uh, it's amazing how uh, sometimes their memory is uh, so, normally shorter than their little finger. What's going <laughs> to what's gonna happen when you retire and you want to go in the broadcast booth? Are you going to remember some of these things you're saying about some of them? No, I'm because by then they'll if if I've already got up in the booth, that means they got kicked down the booth. So by then, I think the story will have already been told. But um, now I don't, I got a long way to go before I got to worry about getting uh, right. out from behind a steering wheel right now. Let's talk about World of Outlaws, Sprint Cars, of course, Nextel Cup, and you're running some bush this year. These World of Outlaw guys, every one of these cats that have rolled up on our show, whether it's radio or TV, the first thing I always notice are these big ass forearms. That's insane. Yeah, kind of like these, right? No. Yeah, I know. No, not, nothing it's like that. because I'm driving a stock car with power steering and a big steering wheel. So, <laughs> is, is that something that, that just comes with the territory? I mean, granted, Lazowski's about four foot two, but his freaking. Standing on high heels, yeah. Yeah, but it's just insane how these guys' forearms are. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, these races, the uh, World Outlaw race that will be happening here tonight will be 30 laps. But I guarantee it's tougher running 30 laps here physically than it is to run. 500 laps at Bristol no. in a stock car because of the power steering. And they still have power steering in these cars, but you're just so busy and it's so physical and so fast Tony, that, you're that you're busy. you're not saying 500 laps at Daytona. You're saying 500 laps at Bristol because that's not an easy track for you guys. Crash, you could drive 500 laps at Daytona. Daytona is not hard at all, but <laughs> 500 laps at Bristol is probably one of the tougher ones that we have. 400 laps at Dover. It's pretty physically tough. But, but you weren't saying that three years ago when your motor went out right at the first lap or whatever oh. it was, the third lap. Yeah. It I didn't even have time to break a sweat. <laughs> that's how easy that was it didn't last but about 50 seconds i think was my day 2500 but you know it's a lot tougher just to run 30 laps here and a 30 lap race may if it goes green you know green to checkered it will be uh 
probably eight, nine minute race if it went straight through. But that eight or nine minutes is, is a very intense physical workout for that eight or nine minute period. Tony Stewart, if you were not a driver, I mean, let's be honest, man, everybody has the job they really wanted. We didn't get like me and Stat. We're still waiting to get our ultimate job. But if you weren't a driver, what the hell else would Tony Stewart do for a gig? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, you got to remember, I started racing go-karts when I, when I was eight years old. I've been racing 26 years, so my whole life's been consumed around racing. But I guess if I had to say, okay, today I'm going to stop racing, what am I going to do? I'd have to be involved somehow in the racing industry, whether it's being be an owner uh, of, of, of a race team like Daniel Lasowski's World Outlaw Team and uh, or be a track owner like I am with Eldora Speedway. So I got a couple things I could do if I wasn't a race car driver. But, um, you know, I guess... It's kind of my way of giving back with Danny, uh, being an owner in the Outlaw Series and the, the track ownership side of it. That's just something for me down the road that if, if I can't drive a race car anymore to, or I decide I don't want to be a race car uh, driver anymore, I've got something to do when I retire from racing that way. Cool. Tony, we talked about your barbecue. We talked about thongs. We talked about what you did as a kid and what you don't want to do or what you want to do. Look around. There's a lot of orange in front of us right now. Yeah. All right. You got the Tony Stewart wear over there that you're selling. So your sponsors have to believe in what you're doing, regardless of what you say or what you may do negative on the track to some people. Someone's believing in Tony Stewart in order to fork up these scoots to be doing, yeah. to be on the side of your cars. Absolutely. And trust me, they don't always like what I say, right. but, but it's not so much what I say. It's the message behind it. I mean, they know that I stand behind what I, you know, what I say 100 uh, percent. I don't say it unless I believe it. And, and, you know, sometimes I say the wrong things and sometimes I do the wrong things, but they know that that the passion behind it or whatever uh, the method or madness was behind it, that it was an honest, an honest reaction. It wasn't something that was fabricated. And they've always been uh, very proud of me for speaking my mind, even though sometimes it does get me in trouble. See, the fans know that stuff, too. They know they can see right through it when drivers are just doing the corporate line. And it's, it's, it's not fun to watch. Yeah. But there's one thing that I read in a paper that your merchandise sales were... Yours, yours are the most successful right now in NASCAR, if I read that correctly. So that's something I'm you really sure got to be proud of. I'm not sure the top one in NASCAR, but I know that, that overall sales of NASCAR sales have gone down a little bit. But we were the only driver uh, of the major drivers that sales haven't gone down. So it's uh, it's like ours is pretty you much going up in all reality. You've actually exceeded Derek Cope's sales? Just barely. Just mm -hmm. barely got over top of him this year, so I was pretty stoked about <laughs> that. And what you were saying the other day was that you don't even let people put insignias on your uniform unless you like the product. So you're not just taking the money from anybody. You've right. got to believe in it. And the fans appreciate that from you. Yeah, there's a, of all the sponsors we've ever had, I mean, it's, that's one thing that I've told everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing is that, you know, whatever's going to be on our uniforms, I want to I know what it is. I want to be a part of it. And I want to believe in it before I have to talk about it and say that I like it. So, have you ever uh, turned anybody down? We haven't had two yet. We've had some that were marginal, but uh, we've never had to turn, a, <laughs> turn anybody away as of yet. Plus, Tony, you never have a press conference to say, see what a nice guy I am, see what charities I'm involved with. You you just go about your business, let people say what they have to say. But we'll say it, man. You're a damn good guy, man. You do so many good things for so many people. And the people that don't know you and don't and don't understand that can pretty much just kiss my ass. Right. And that's, that's kind of the way we look at it, too, in all reality, I guess, uh, without us saying it. I mean, you can say it for me. But, you know, the, the thing is, you could do a thousand great things but if somebody doesn't like you you can do a thousand and fifty great things and they're still right. not going to like yep. you so uh, you know it, we do what we do i do you know the charity stuff we do i do it because i want to do it not because somebody else wants me to do it uh, i do it because i believe in it and because it feels like the right thing to do um, the rest of it i mean you know talks cheap i mean i have people i've seen people stand five feet away through from me through a fence and will talk trash to me but then as soon as i'm on the other side of the fence with them 
they get real nice all of a sudden. It's like you, you don't even have the guts to, to stand up behind what you're saying. So uh, I've kind of come to the conclusion monkey? when I go home at night, as long as the people that I'm around, my family and my friends and the, the people that I'm around every day, uh, right. you know, as, as long as they believe in me, I really don't care what everybody else says. I'm going to do it my way, not the way everybody wants me to do it anymore. Thank you for being real. It's like real. the Freak Nation Thank here, you. huh? Thank Good enough. You. Yeah, I'm just the, the traveling representative from it. There you go. <laughs> Tony Stewart spending the full show with the freaks. Thank you, man, for doing this. We no really problem, appreciate man. it. Huge. Really appreciate it. Hey, Tony you guys Stewart. are like family. I mean, you tell my, my twin brother hey, here. I mean, we could like, at birth. There yeah. you go. Ah. You know, Be nice to him on the track. About. He came out first, by the way. So. <laughs> Holy wow. First of all, the yellow air conditioning units yep. right in front of us. I was hoping someone would point that out. That's how hot it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about so he owned Eldora back in '05. He went on to win the championship that year, didn't he? As well. Yeah that that was a, that. I would have said it was like late 2010s, <laughs> but that's true in regards to owning mm-hmm. Eldora. What he oh, said. Oh yeah, that. yeah. I yeah. yeah. Statman, I think your mic's off. We got there you, you go. on mute. Not yeah. only did he win the championship. He won the championship because I didn't run him into the ravine uh, <laughs> when we were racing the go karts. Uh, you know, if I he went on a five race winning streak after that. That beating the stat man was so important to Tony's second championship. He went on a five race winning streak and just took over the took over the league. That's right. Think about this. Sixteen years ago, that's when that interview was it was said tony you're going to marry a top fuel drag racer you're not going to cut the married period yeah you're not going to cut the umbilical cord if she has a baby you're going to own an nhra top fuel funny car team and which is what a three-time winner by now right Mm -hmm. yeah it that that's what and also that he would be in the tv booth because he talked about that right there it's like Mm -hmm. meanwhile we just saw him in the booth last sonoma so yeah just bizarre and what did he say Sometimes TV commentators don't have enough comment. They don't have as much common sense as what's in their pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I think he's done a pretty damn good job in the booth. So he can say that because he has come around full circle and done okay. Freak Nation, you got your Statman scat coming up and more as we celebrate 22 years of the Freak Nation. So damn big that uh, we got to spend two shows on it. Uh, more next. <laughs> Listen to the names that were top of mind when we started the Freak Nation some 22 years ago. Michael Schumacher was number one in Formula One. Jill DeFerrin was on top in kart, remember that? Buddy Lazier in the Indy Racing League, remember that? And a Freak's favorite, Scott Dixon, was winning in Indy Lights then. He has six IndyCar championships now. Alan McNish was on top in the ALMS. James Weaver ruled in Grand Am. Great story he told me about getting locked out of his hotel room in his birthday suit. You ought to hear that one day. Marcus Gronham was in the top of World Rally Championship. His son Nicholas was third in World Rally Cross last year. Bobby Lavani was in the champion in NASCAR. Lots of memories in that list. Hope they were good ones for you. For me, well, I've become friends with the monster that's living under my bed, and I'm now friends with the voices that are in my head, most of them at least. That's the price of citizenship in the Freak Nation. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
day, you should go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to check out the rubbers for your ride. We're talking about summer. We're talking about new tires. You're going to make in the at crisscross of great, a great, a great, across this great country buyers. Crisscross. Crisscross. I'm the boss. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, regardless, man, a uh, new set of general tires look pretty spiffy on the F-250. What about that Mercedes Benz BMW? Uh, yeah, man, general tires. Go to generaltire.com. We got about four and a half minutes for this real quick. I'm going to talk about the voices in Statman's okay, head we, that he was I, just referring I, to last don't, segment. Don't, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Uh, we are celebrating our 22 years, Freak Nation, but we're going to we're scheduled to have Levi Kitchen coming up next segment. Mm. And what this guy did last week in Denver, just turned pro at the end of last year, has never seen this Denver track, goes out and wins the first freaking moto where he's averaged 15th place finishes throughout the first, what, three or four races and goes out and wins the, regardless. Yeah. Oh, 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 let's just add that it's 90 plus degrees right. a mile high. It just, the conditions were crap. And he just blistered everyone else in that first moto. It was pretty cool. So we hope to have Levi Kitchen, part of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross season, uh, joining us next segment. But anyway, uh, what are what are those uh, voices in your head, Stat, man, <laughs> as we celebrate 22 years of the Freak Nation? They are... Loud. That's what they are. And uh, they are numerous and they can get pretty ugly sometimes, but sometimes they're uh, humorous. And I like those times uh, in particular. Yeah, what does one of the humorous people, what does one of the humorous voices say to you? <laughs> the humorous voices, what do they say? Well, they were laughing because uh, of the year 2000 when I bought all those champions out. Our favorite series, one of our favorite series is the NHRA, and I didn't even mention the NHRA. I didn't mention Gary Selzy was a top <laughs> fuel champion. John Force was <laughs> the top fuel champion, uh, the, the top funny champion, and uh, Jeggy was the uh, pro stock champion, and they were all three in the Freak Nation that mm -hmm. November. Remember mm -hmm. that night? Jeggy came in uh, like maybe one sheet to the wind before uh, – he uh, got to be three sheets, I would imagine, a little bit later. I think that was his first championship and uh, had John Force in there at a Blumpy's nearby. Now, wasn't Angel the Pro Stock Motorcycle Champ, but at that point, she was not coming in the Freak Nation. No, he had since resolved bad. those issues mm -hmm. many times over, but yeah. Angel, the, the baddest woman in all of racing, biggest attitude, loved that woman. But she was, yeah, she was the Pro Stock Champion. Jed Coughlin, multi-time pro stock champion in NHRA, and Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead, who was in the studio with us. We didn't get that interview on video of him oh. in the studio with us. We have it on audio, but I did get a one-on-one -on -one with Lemmy after that. But I would be willing to bet that Jed Coughlin was drunker than Lemmy <laughs> Kilmister of Motorhead when okay. he came to the studio Early yeah, on in the nation, we got to be careful. We can't be too uh, dismissive of him uh, because they spent a bunch of money with us at one. Well, time. not only that, he is a world class person. I mean, the whole family is. Well, is you can't be excellent. drunk and not be world class. Well, no, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. But you're right. When when people listening to us right now hear us say drunk twice about one person, come on, it doesn't 
No. Yeah, no. Jag, Jag, so much more to Jed Coughlin. <laughs> Hall of Fame, Hall yeah. of Fame dude. Yes. And, uh, he loves us. He loves mm-hmm. us. How many championships? Six? Seven? Yeah, I think he's got six championships. One of them is not in pro stock. One of them is in one of the sportsman right. categories. Yeah. Nice. You know what I'd like to do maybe next week is gather up the championships of like the combination of championships between Tony Stewart, John Force, some of our favorites. How many championships have some of our favorites here in the Freak Nation won collectively? Scott Dixon. Uh, Scott Dixon, Ricky Carmichael. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Scott Dixon, six championships in 22 years. Can you wow. believe that? Six chances, like one every 40 months. The guy wins all the time. Speaking of championships, Jeremy McGrath, regarded as the greatest Supercross rider of all time. He'll be joining us as we flash back 15 years ago when he joined us on the grounds of Pomona fairgrounds he'll be here but not for supercross no he'll be here in the freak nation and both the bonnies should be joining us here in the freak nation that's right more freaks coming up speed freaks motorsports radio redefined Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucasol, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Icons, legends, and rising stars. The iconic teams. McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi. The legendary drivers. Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden. The rising stars. Herta, O'Ward, McLaughlin, Rossi. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life. Real fast. IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Saturday, August 20th. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back in the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, celebrating 22 years of doing this. The official date, of course, is the 25th of June, but uh, after 22 years, you have to dedicate two shows to it. Uh, we're going to put a pause on celebrating 22 years because our next guest here in the Freak Nation, Levi Kitchen, this dude wasn't even born yet when we started this damn show. Levi Kitchen making a whole lot of noise last week. Uh, in Denver, the Lucas Oil Motocross Series. Uh, he joins us now in the Freak Nation. You were still in your mom's womb 22 years ago, weren't you, Levi? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, How old was your mom 22 years ago? Oh, boy. Um, she may be careful, Levi. She may not want that out. You may yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, uh, motocross pilot Levi Kitchen joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And, Levi, let's talk about last week where – uh, you turn. You recently turned professional. What was the last year where you turned pro, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there in fifteenth spot in a lot of your motos, and then bam, you roll out with the lead on the uh, the first moto in Denver, and you hold on to it and grab yourself uh, a number one in that first moto. Tell me that you were surprised, or if not, tell me that you knew this was coming. Um, I mean, I knew I was capable, obviously, um, and I don't know. It just took, you know the confidence and stuff like that. And once I, I knew that once I could get up front on, on the start that I could, uh, I could hold on to it. So, um, once I put myself up front like that, um, I wouldn't say I was really surprised. I was, I was honestly more surprised at how easy it, it was to be honest. Whoa. Wow. Right. Uh, Levi kitchen, Lucas oil motocross, outdoor motocross pilot joining us here in the freak nation. You talk about how easy it is. Well, that start is not easy. It's a land rush start where you've got, uh, so many bikes trying to get that number one spot. Once you get out front, and we've asked this of many riders, once you get out front, there's a sense of ease. I'm not, I didn't say easiness, but a sense of ease knowing that you don't have to fight those, uh, those other riders to try and work your way back up. There's a, there's just a sensibility about yourself on that bike when you're up front right after that first turn. Is that true? Uh, yes, sir. 100%. Um, yeah. Once you get out front, that, you know, as far as the racing and racecraft goes, it, it comes a lot easier for sure. I'd say the hardest part is just staying mentally focused and not letting, um, you know, it's hard not to, to look back and see certain people and, you know, think that they should almost be ahead of you, <laughs> I guess you could say, because they've been beating you so much. So, um, 
I'd say just the mental side of it's the only hard part, but as far as the racing goes, it's pretty easy. Levi Kitchen, I, I looking back through some of your uh, research on Father's Day weekend, you said you were getting ready to uh, go to work for your dad, who was an electrician. You were putting on the belt and going out there, and you got off the couch and just went riding. You must have had a lot of experience. Um, I mean, a yeah. lot of uh, confidence. Excuse me, you must have had a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was probably, you know, four years ago or so when I decided to make the switch and start, you know, putting in a lot of work to this sport and stuff like that. So, um, there for a while, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, whether I was going to race or, you know, help my dad out and stuff like that. Cause I was in, um, the town of Washougal, pretty small town. There's a track there, but, um, then I ended up moving to Louisiana and started training and yeah, now I'm here. When did the light come on? I, this is one of my favorite questions to ask new uh, riders or drivers. When did the light come on? What flipped the switch that said, hey, I can do this? Um, honestly, just other, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people had told me I could do it. And then um, also in 2018, I went to Loretta Lynn's as an amateur and Ended up getting second there without training or anything. And I was like, well, imagine if I actually put in, you know, the, the time and effort. So um, I would say that was kind of it. And it, it, I, one of the things that I, I love this, in fact, I made a note of it. Uh, let, let me get this right. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work that hard. I had to, I had to write that down because <laughs> – I didn't know I believed in that so much. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, there for a while, you could say that I was running on pure talent, which I was. And then, uh, yeah, you add hard work to that. And then um, that's about as, as good as it gets, really. If you got talent and you can work, I don't think you're going to beat that. All right. His name is Levi Kitchen. Joining us from Lucas Oil Studios. Uh, won the first moto last week in Denver, the Lucas Oil outdoor season. Now, hold on just a second. I know you're from Washington. Are, are you actually from Washougal? Yes, sir. Yeah. Bro, you, you act like that's that, that's not even on the map. Brother, That's I'm not going to say that's like the Daytona 500 of NASCAR, but growing up at a track that has such legendary – races as Washougal. Don't act like that's just a freaking podunk town, bro, Ham. That's like the creme de la creme for a lot of outdoor riders, buddy. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say. As far as racing goes, it is definitely a yeah. well-known town, but it's it's not a big town is what I meant as far as, you know, I, I guess it's getting sort of big, but... Um, Listen, Bristol, yeah, for as far as Bristol for NASCAR isn't a big town, but people love to race Bristol. Washougal's yeah. not a big town, but, but riders would love to run Washougal. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> when Just you like, were when you were growing up, did you used to go to some of the races and say, "I want to do that one day"? Uh, yeah, no, I did. I went and watched. Um, shoot, I think it was Stewart in like '07 or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, I always went there, and we were always around it. My dad raced and stuff like that. And uh, that's pretty much where I grew up riding. I had a trail from my house down to the track. So um, I would ride down on the track and do some laps sometimes. 
Wow. You know, hey, Stat, hold on just a second. This, this leads into a great question I've never asked anyone because I haven't found anyone that's grown up in a motocross-specific town when it comes to Washougal. When you're growing up around the, the outdoors like you did with Washougal, when you saw your first Supercross race live, tell me, did the lights come on then, or was it like, this scares the hell out of me, or I want to stay outdoors, or I want to do both? What did Levi say when he first saw his first Supercross race live? Um, it would have been Seattle, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was a little guy, so I don't remember much of it. But um, no, I always knew I wanted to do it, and it was more just like, you know, when I was that young, I want to just be one of those guys looking up to Carmichael and those guys. That's actually why my original number was 47 because I liked Carmichael and Stewart so much. So I just combined their numbers, <laughs> wow. but, um, yeah, I mean, it was always a dream of mine, but you know, it was kind of hard to keep telling myself like I could do it because I wasn't sure if I could, but. Um, well, Levi, you, listen, buddy, you think you're such a badass? Can you see what's over my right shoulder? Can you see can you see those pants? Yeah, I can. You know, it's got to be Carmichael's or Reed. No, Carmichael's after he ran Dallas in 2006. I'm a big Longhorn fan. He said, Sergeant, if I win that race, I'm giving you my freaking threads. Dig that brother over my shoulder. Sweet, huh? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that stuff at home. Don't even act like you're in a freaking hotel room. I got freaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't got that. Stan, I know you got a couple other questions, but but since we're there, I, we're always fascinated, and I'm not going to share with you what the answers that we we've gotten recently over the last two two yeah two years. We ask, leave all the wins and championships behind. But if I give you Carmichael, James Stewart, and Jeremy McGrath, who's who in your mind was the greatest Supercross motocross rider of all time? Leave the wins. And the championships behind those three. All right, let's just say let's just because I know Jeremy didn't have success that much success in outdoor, but let's just stick with Supercross. Jeremy Carmichael or James for Supercross, and why? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Stuart just because. Wow. Uh, I mean, even yeah, I like Ricky, and we live right <laughs> where he trained now. But <laughs> I would just say the. I don't know. The guy was just so damn talented and he like, if he knew he could jump something, he would, you know, he, his timing was insane. So like, you didn't see that guy. I mean, I know he crashed a fair amount, but, um, as far as, you know, if he wanted to do something, he usually did it. Right. That- and his whoop, his whoop speed was incredible too. It was unmatched. <laughs> Levi kitchen, supercross motocross won his first moto, uh, last weekend, I want to follow me here for a minute. I don't do this often, but, uh, I have a theory that I've learned about drivers that speed is the first thing Yeah, you, first of all, you have to learn how to be fast. You have to learn how to compete. Then yeah. you have to learn how to finish. Then you have to learn how to win and, uh, win on purpose, not just because everybody crashed in front of you. And yeah. then you have to learn how to win a championship. Now, speed seems to be um, the most significant thing that's happening in a motocross and supercross right now. James had speed. Is that what you learned from him first uh, before the, all the other things in that, uh, in that list? 
I would say so. Yeah. I mean, that definitely stood out the most from him, but also, um, yeah, that was the difference between somebody like him and, and Carmichael, you know, they're both very successful, but Ricky knew how to win and he, um, yeah, he just simply, he won majority of the time. Whereas, you know, Stewart always had the speed, if not more speed than anybody else, but just couldn't quite put it all together sometimes. So mm-hmm. that is a big, that's a big thing. And like, even the first two rounds outdoors this year, I kept telling everybody, I know I have the speed, I have the speed, whatever, but I couldn't get off the damn starting line. So it didn't show until last weekend. Now I, I learned that in fact, some writers have mentioned uh, here on the freak, uh, the freak in the freak nation that um, they didn't worry about James even when he was winning championships because they knew they couldn't beat him. But they said James was going to crash and that that the gamble was let him go out there and be fast. Uh, are you worried that maybe that might be your future, that just go out there and be fast and hope you don't crash until uh, the end? Um, I'm not too worried about that. No, I think I'm pretty – a fairly smart rider, but I also wouldn't as bad. I mean, we don't like crashing, but I wouldn't mind being that guy. I mean, the dude was incredibly fast. So, um, yeah. And he did win a lot of races. So, um, I don't know. I don't worry too much about that being me though. No. <laughs> yeah. The minute you strap, you, you throw your leg over that bike, you know, speed, <laughs> speed and, and technique, it, it's either second nature or you just get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Buddy, uh, thanks for doing this. We're we're really happy with what you'd last weekend in uh Denver. Go out there and prove everybody wrong that you continue to uh, kick some ass, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you guys. You got it. Freak Nation, Levi Kitchen joining us here in the Freak Nation. Stat man, you you hear the same thing that I do, and it's it's becoming less and less surprising with these younger riders that James Stewart is and was the man for these guys. Yeah, James, it's incredible. He was so talented. He was so good, uh, and he won championships that it's difficult when your competitors say, I can't compete with that, Uh, Mm -hmm. and they have to roll the dice to whether or not he's going to crash and give them a chance or just he's going to have to go out there and win. He was that good uh, at what he did. We've only got about two minutes here, and I'm probably going to open a can of worms with this comment, <clears throat> but I want to hear from you. It's, I mean, the elephant in the room is you have a black rider in James Stewart kicking the ass of a lot of white riders. That, that wasn't lost on us or anybody else watching what he did. And can I, can I make the comparison that, let's say, Tiger Woods, a black golfer kicking the ass of white guys in, in golf, if Tiger Woods, again, had a great long game, his approach game was awesome, but his putting game sucked and he won every now and then kind of like James Stewart, where James Stewart won a championship, but he could have won more if, if he was able to stay on that bike longer. Is there any comparison there? If Tiger Woods had a, uh, had a hole in his game. I don't know, Kenny, that's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, uh, James was, was so good and he, he did what he did. That's the only thing he knew how to do. And that is to get on the bike and go fast. He loved, he loved that. In fact, he talked to us several times about it on and off the mic. So he knows what 
he knows how he had to ride right. in order to satisfy his own needs and to do uh, uh, to get uh, on the podium. And sometimes he was overriding the track, or or it's, he'd come up on slower riders and they couldn't get out of the way. But uh, yeah, James was so good uh, for so long. Uh, you you almost wish that. Uh, he could have lasted longer, but maybe with these 450 bikes, that's not what the, the future is for these riders. They have a, a, a flash, and then they got to get off of it because the injuries are going to be too much. Freak Nation, we continue on with our second hour of a salute to 22 years of Speed Freaks. Coming up next hour, we've got your Labonte brothers and Fernando Alonso as we celebrate 22 years of Speed Freaks here from the Lucas Oil Studios. Not so. Nope. Not four. Wrong again, Queen James. Not six. Getting closer, Legon. Speed Freaks have been the motorsports champions for count of 11 years. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys. And Statman. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, I will say this. It doesn't get much better than 22 years of doing this thing. I say this thing. I talk about speed freaks. A lot of folks are. I was thinking about this the other night. Actually, I think it was this morning. That it it's lost on. It might be lost on. Okay, it's lost on me as we celebrate 22 years of speed freaks. It's lost on me the significance of not only three people sticking together for 22 years, but three people sticking together to do a audio radio show for three years about motorsport. It's lost on me. I don't know if it's just, I've got so much in my brain that I can't grasp the significance of doing this for 22 years. We're, we're proud of it. I'm proud of it, but it's like, I've got to sit down and think about it. In other words, you know, you know, you know about music. Mm -hmm. music groups, how many Hall of Fame groups don't last that long? I mean, there's the Rolling Stones. The Beatles didn't last that long, I don't think. No. You know, I mean, how many how many groups that started 22 years ago are still out there pounding it and, and uh, having an impact? That's, hmm. you know, the Rolling Stones are, you know, they're probably the biggest uh, of all of them. But how many of those rock and roll bands, Statman, have the original members? Well, the ones that <laughs> right? some of them have uh, OD'd and died and all sorts. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the some of the old Motown groups 
Uh, they, they're still touring and sitting on chairs. They're so old. <laughs> and their grandsons are, sons are filling in from the original members. Right, exactly. I mean, some of those, even some of the groups that we've had on, mm -hmm. uh, are they still around? Kenny, you would know that better than us. Yep. Oh, yeah. George uh, Thorogood, Sammy Hagar, Lemmy Kilmister has unfortunately passed, but Rob Halford, a Judas Priest, of course. Well, come on. First hour, we were talking about our shows in the Westwood One Studios in Culver City. Oh, gosh. The ones that went on Speed Channel, you guys would run mm -hmm. up to Santa Clarita to edit them and send them off. <laughs> come on. Who's OAR? Weren't they one mm -hmm. of the first bands with us on our Speed Channel show? Yep. They're still together, right? I guess. Hmm. I, I, I would imagine they are. Well, who was the guy, the pilot that we did? I can never remember his name that had the big hair, uh, the tall hair. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Who was the? Oh, yeah. that was oh, Static X. Static X, yes. Static X, yeah. And he's no longer with us, by the way. Wow. Hmm. wow. Yeah. Oh, but wasn't he, he was the pilot for the TV show, wasn't he? When yeah, he the pilot and came into the studio a couple of times mm -hmm. for the audio version of Speed Freaks, yeah. Wow. Yeah, how about Over that? Over in the 97.1 studios in L.A., mm -hmm. right? Wow. So needless to say, second hour of the Freaks, Oof. Jeremy wow. McGrath, who, by the way, was on our very first show, June 25th, 2000. We're going to move up a few years uh, to the 2007 when he was going off-road racing and listening to this interview. I don't know if you guys remember this. But the significant part that Speed Freaks played in him hooking up with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is this the Budweiser connection? Nope. No, because that would have been his the end of his Supercross reign. Uh, wow. Just, that's yeah. why I don't want to play these interviews okay. until we play these interviews okay. to get you guys' responses to this. So, yeah, Jeremy McGrath, we hope to hit both Labonte brothers and, all right, I'll say it, Fernando Alonso. When we hooked up with him at the Daytona 24 hour. Right. And we're going to save him for the end of the show. And the significance of that is I've, I've had a good time bashing Formula One for many years. And I'm on a bandwagon right now, given the fact that I understand where they are now and the personalities they have. And when we spent seven or eight minutes with Fernando Alonso at the Daytona 24 hour, four or five hour, hours, four years ago, uh, mm -hmm. it was significant. Uh, having a Formula One driver in the Freak Nation, Statman. Yeah, and he's also the the favorite driver of a very close friend of mine who lives in the Dominican Republic, and uh, those he's also big with Max Verstappen, and I he, that's uh, <laughs> Alfredo and I we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, when you mentioned Dominican Republic, why can't you? We got to go. We got to resume with some affiliates. But my goodness, man, why are we smoking some freaking? Dominican oh, okay. Republic and cigar stat, man. It. Holy smokes! All right, man. We're going to bring in another round of affiliates and then pontificate for three minutes. And I believe Richard C. Suave may be joining us here in the Freak Nation. I think he spent about the last hour figuring out how he can be a part of the 22 years of the Freaks. We'll figure that out. More Freaks coming up. Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. All right, Freak Nation. Uh, the first hour was a blast. A lot of pontification on 22 years of Speed Freaks. Richie, I am sorry that you missed the first hour, buddy. And you missed the memo of wearing, memo, I should say, of wearing a black shirt. 
your Navy is ruining the mojo here. Well, he was only nine, so he doesn't read memos at nine years old. <laughs> when we started the show, he was nine. Yeah, good hey, point. Hey, Richie, do you know what memo is short for? Memorandum. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night celebrating the first show of our 22 years. GeneralTire.com, great website. Check out the new line of tires for your ride as you're traveling across the country in that new rig of yours. Make sure you're rolling on General Tires. We do. You should do it, too. Go to GeneralTire.com. Last hour, uh, we reflected a little bit with Tony Stewart and our time in Sedalia, Missouri. It was a hell of an interview. Coming up this hour, Jeremy McGrath. We're going to go back 15 years for this one. And the Labontes, Texas Terry Labonte and uh, Bobby Labonte and Fernando Alonso. Suave. Excited about that there, my Formula One snorkel fester? It's a lot of big time names here. I mm-hmm. like it. I came at the right time. Yeah, you did. Snorkel fester. Uh, Richie, I will pay you $1 million if you can tell me what Texas City that uh, Bobby Labonte and Terry Labonte are associated with, where they're from. Danny, that's not that hard. I, I Remember, I've been an NASCAR fan for a while, so I feel like I should know this. I, I think it's Corpus Christi, but I could be wrong. Like I said, uh, I will let that man pay you a million. <laughs> no, you, you did your research, you happy bastard. That's a, he didn't even know you were going to bring them on this that, hour. Richie? That's not a hard one, Kenny. Listen, these guys haven't been on the track in 10 freaking years. How would Richie know these dudes, man? They're still names. Holy smokes, Richie. I will tell you, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, so when I was, you know, uh, probably a teenager. Let's say that. Run there. After we started this show then. Yes, I remember the the last time uh, Terry Labonte won. He won in the number five Kellogg's car because I used to have little die casts of Terry Labonte's Kellogg's car. Oh I used to gosh. love the paint scheme, and I remember right, his last one being at Darlington. We got to go break. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Voigt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Canaan, Castro Nevis, New Garden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil, lucasoil.com. It does work. Go to lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your rides on the road. Got a sports car. What about a speedboat? Motorcycle? They got it. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. The venues for the 2026 World Cup? Yeah. Mm. Were announced today. And again, reflecting on our... North America. Yep. Reflecting on our 22 years of Speed Freaks. Wow. Do the math. Freak Nation. Uh, We've been through four World Cups, right? It's every four years. We've been through four World Cups here in the Freak Nation. Uh, We could go on and on and on of the the, the big events that have happened here with the Freaks. One in particular that we were talking about was 9-11. When 9-11 happened, we had already scheduled a trip to Sacramento to join our radio affiliate up there in Sacramento. We were living in Southern California at the time to be a part of a flat track race at uh, the Sac Mile, legendary Sacramento Mile. And a legendary flat track race yes, for many, many years as well. Mm-hmm. And all flights were, you're looking back on it, man. Weren't we up in the air a few days before? I don't believe, no, I don't uh, believe so. Yeah, they about canceling the event at the time? Oh, were the okay, oh, you're not talking yeah. about were we physically up in no, the air? No, 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 oh. no. Wasn't it up in the air about canceling the event? I don't remember that. You remember that? Story? Yeah, I think so. There were a lot of events that were uh people were afraid to come together in groups and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was because all flights were grounded. Uh mm-hmm. it you know, people were afraid that not everybody could get there. Not even all the competitors could get there. Who was the guy who was the DJ? Was it Sacramento? Who was the 
crazy DJ that we were on the air with? It's a rabbit hole that I'm not going to be able to answer, but yeah, that's, I can't think of his, <laughs> I can't think of his name at this point. But that was Sacramento. Yeah, it yeah. was Sacramento. Then, of course, that was the same weekend, that, that the weekend after 9-11, where Alex Zanardi in the German Grand Prix. That one shocked me how I think. OK, so 9-11, the 9-11 happened on a Tuesday. And I think before that Tuesday, I think between Sunday night and Monday night, most of the at the time cart teams had already taken off for mm -hmm. the Germany and England rounds that were going to be back to back. And, yeah, that's the reason why they kept the cart race going on the ovals overseas, uh, even though it was four days after 9-11, they kept it going in order to, I mean, everybody had spent all that money to go overseas. They wanted to keep spirits as high as possible. And then lo and behold, freaking Alex Zanardi and was it Tagliani? Alex Tagliani had that massive crash, Alex coming out of the pits and Alex Zanardi loses both of his legs. It's just insanity to me. And I'll know, yeah, we were at the sack mile. We had just come mm -hmm. back from that event and come back to the hotel room on a Saturday night. And I will never forget you, Kenny, going, oh, my gosh. And I just got chills again saying you need to get on the Internet boards because, again, we didn't have text. We didn't have anything. But you said you have to get on the Internet boards and find out what happened to Alex Zanardi. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Weird, 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 weird. Mm. We're going to go back to 2007 with this one. Jeremy McGrath, seven-time Supercross champion, MC, the king of Supercross. He's been the Freak Nation many, many times. In fact, he was on our very first show, June 25th, 2000. He drove up to our studio in Los Angeles and sat in for quite a while. Two this hour is, drive, right? Yeah. And this is back when we only did one hour show. <laughs> and we were at the Pomona Fairplex there in Southern California for the core race, Championship Off-Road Racing Series. And Jeremy McGrath was uh, running in the core series. The evolution of Jeremy McGrath and what comes out of this, and Richie, you're going to have fun promoting this on social media, may surprise you. The connection between Jeremy McGrath and Dale Earnhardt Jr., it all started not with the Bud Light or Budweiser brotherhood that they had at one time, but with Speed Freaks. Jeremy McGrath from 2007 here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks Pits, the Supercross king, and I'm going to play off my Gone in 60 Seconds. Would you please welcome Jeremy McGrath. What's up there, Jer? Hey, thanks. Not much. Just uh, cruising. Hey, one of the things I was talking about in my Gone in 60 Seconds, how motorsports series should play off of NASCAR. Core's doing it by bringing in Robbie Gordon for a number of their races this year. Supercross should do it. IndyCar should do it. Drag should do it. You being a Supercross champ, shouldn't they piggyback the motherload NASCAR as well? Uh, I mean, I 100% agree. NASCAR has got the right model and everyone should be trying to do emulate them try and copy them because obviously they have the right formula that's blown up you're doing just the opposite though you're using supercross piggyback supercross to go to nascar well i'm fortunate in the opportunities that i have gotten lately because of my supercross riding but yeah i'm trying to do a little car racing well not a little car racing when you're with dale earnhardt jr <laughs> trust me yeah yeah it, it it is and there's been a lot of news surrounding him lately but we got a great deal over at Junior Motorsports, and uh, I'm, I'm driving about 10, 12 races this year in late model, so it's, it's a sweet deal. Before we go any further, though, I want to say, we were talking about his last championship and so forth. He was on the first Speed Freak show. You were like the, the first radio show. The first radio show. show. So long. What did you, what'd you think about 
when you when you, these guys call you and and you heard some of the previous interviews, you had to say these guys are nuts. Oh, I, everyone, yeah, we were like, <laughs> what what's going on here? Well, who's taking over? And see, look where we're at now. Yeah, see, here we are in the middle. Yeah, of, yeah, you're racing cars and we're on TV. <laughs> Beforehand, when you were doing Supercross, your schedule was pretty pretty well known. You would do your Supercross season, sometimes some motocross races, and you'd go hang with Kim. Now you got a girl, a little girl. Now you've got Kim as well, and car racing. When do you fit in the time with Victor Sheldon? When do you go surfing and do your other fun stuff? <laughs> yeah, you know what? My, my lifestyle, as far as busyness, has not changed from when I was racing. Actually, it's probably gotten a little worse. Uh, the, the, weir the weirdest part is I'm not at the track. I don't know exactly what my schedule is every week. And now we mix in the, the late model racing and mix in still trying to do the testing and R&D for Honda. So, I mean, my schedule's a little bit crazy, but I figure what else would I be doing? Sitting on the couch and, I, and I, it's not even possible. I can't do that. Do you get to like surf me? with Victor or anything? Yeah, we get to go jet, jet ski in. We get to go surfing a little. We were just in Hawaii. So, I mean, you got to even fit in the vacations. So. All right, yes. you touched on the Dale Earnhardt deal that was recently, well, this year transpired. Weren't you approached about doing running an indie car back in the mid 90s yeah it was funny because i was with honda and i was always i mean throughout my whole career and when i was younger we, i was driving carts and doing all kinds of car stuff aside from my regular career which was supercross and motocross um i wanted to race indie car so honda had a good program at that time and we were, there was some talk about it but it really never went anywhere because i was in middle of my racing career and it's not like i could have switched well, something that did happen from that was the fact that you didn't do it. You stayed with Supercross, but look where you are now. You're hanging with the biggest name in motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And it's kind of funky how this came about. Can you spend about 20 seconds? What happened? Who made? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, it is. It, I can't even believe it's happening. I, I still right. like smack myself in the morning. Like, really, is this really happening? And so to get to hang with Jr. is awesome. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity. And how the whole thing happened was. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of NASCAR. I'm right. a fan of I'm a fan of racing anything. So my dad was talking with you. You guys were talking together and made a few phone calls. And I mean, with the with the network that we all have, it kind of just fell into place. And then the opportunity happened. I went back for the test. It was like six weeks later. I went back for the test, and then now I have a twelve you know twelve race deal, two year deal. And okay, I'm just gonna go off what some people say. You know how the internet goes. Are you doing this because you saw Ricky have success and you said, "Hey, I kind of want what he's got now." Uh, Ricky no, Carmichael's who I'm Yeah, yeah I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this opportunity because Ricky Carmichael's doing it, and I, like I want to get out there and race him again. Although that would be a great story, a big story. And, yeah, and Ricky's a buddy. I mean, he's a buddy of mine, so I mean, it'd be fun. And we, I think it would be in a whole different way this time. But I, I mean, I've been trying to get there for a long time and for him to break down the doors and get in there like that, I think it probably opened some eyes to the other teams. And, uh, you know, I've known Junior for a while through Bud at the same time. So it's crazy how it all happened. Seven time Supercross champion, Jeremy McGrath, that's kind of enthralled with somebody else that hasn't won a championship. Yeah, funny how they were. McGrath, McGrath. I know, I'm going to leave it at that. McGrath, thanks for coming to the Freak Nation, We've buddy. We've talked to Dale. All right. I know thanks Dale's cool with you know Dale's cool. cool. McGrath, he's going to get plenty. Yeah. I forgot that I made a call to uh, the author of Dale, number oh, eight. Jade. Jade Gerse. I made a call to Jade Gerse to make that connection between hmm. McGrath and Earnhardt. Nice. I had completely forgot about that, man. And then hooked up Jade with 
Earnhardt's Earnhardt with uh, McGrath's dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, well done. Again, when you when you reflect on twenty two years, yeah. things like this come up, Richie. So have fun with that little tease there on uh, social media, my friend. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do like a a, a thirty second, just like only Kenny, but just his hair in slow motion, blowing <laughs> in the wind. It just oh, sorry for our radio people who can't who couldn't see. Oh, you Kenny's, can though. You can go Kenny's to hair. Yes, yes, you can. It just just terrific. Just. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly terrific. And to, I'm a, a little jealous, which is why I bring it up, to be honest, because it was that good. <laughs> yeah, put a collage together. What, what year did I wear it better? The, we, the videos that we've seen, I've had four or five different hairstyles. I should have gone Statman a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, you had a different one it. with the Tony Stewart interview last hour, too. Yep. Which, yeah, Rich, I don't know what Richie's going to have more fun with. Teasing Tony Stewart, making fun of NBC broadcasters in the booth. Oh, no. <laughs> and now he's won himself, well, on Fox. Or, yeah, Jeremy McGrath saying that, oh, Junior's got plenty of opportunity to get championships. Oops. Mm. Or Kenny's mullet, you know. Or Kenny's mullet. <laughs> yep. All right, Freak Nation, Statman Scat coming up. And the Labontes here in the Freak Nation. Oh. Listen to the names that were top of mind when we started the Freak Nation some 22 years ago. Michael Schumacher was number one in uh, Formula One. Jill DeFerrin was on top in CART, remember that? Buddy Lazier in the Indy Racing League, remember that? And a freak's favorite, Scott Dixon, was winning in Indy Lights. Then he has six IndyCar championships now. Alan McNish was on top in the ALMS. James Weaver ruled in Grand Am. Great story he told me about getting locked out of his hotel room in his birthday suit. Got to hear that one day. Marcus Gronham was in the top of World Rally Championship. His son Nicholas was third in World Rally Cross last year. Bobby Lavani was in the champion in NASCAR. Lots of memories in that list. Hope they were good ones for you. For me, well, I've become friends with the monster that's living under my bed, and I'm now friends with the voices that are in my head, most of them at least. That's the price of citizenship in the Freak Nation. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Blazing out there, Freak Nation. Make sure you go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride as you load up the kids, the family, and head across the country to Disneyland or Disney World or do what smart folks do, head up to Seattle or San Diego to cool things off. Uh, At one time, and I'm not sure if it's still going on, it was called the Mac Tools Tool Fair. And it happened both times from Nashville. Is that right, guys, when we were there? Both times that we recorded from there, yes. Yeah. And a number of their sponsored athletes, drivers, would roll through and we'd interview them, including the Labonte brothers. One year was Terry Labonte and the other was Bobby Labonte. Hold on. The year we had Bobby Labonte, we also had singer Trace Adkins, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yes. Oh, we that's right. Yeah. I just remember the deep voice. We had Eric Medlin. Tall. We had John oh, yeah. Force. Yeah. Well, let's go to uh, our first Labonte here in the Freak Nation. What about uh, good old Texas Terry Labonte? And again, Suave, here's some great hair for you, my friend. 
because you heard in the first segment was who was batter <clears throat> or who's batter. The dudes back in the day with NASCAR who'd settle the differences on the track or in the pits or the young guys today who have to do it all over the radio and TV to get each other bumping and banging in the car. And one guy that can help us with that is Texas Terry Labonte. Welcome, Texas Terry Labonte. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be so here. So you, you saw both sides of it. You came up as a young guy back in the day when the, the older guys were boxing in turn three. And now you see these younger guys, I know you're retired, the younger guys who are griping at each other over the TVs, over radios, and bumping in the cars. Who was better, the old guys or the younger guys? Uh, I think uh, I think the other guys uh, were a little bit better, the, uh, the older guys. Uh, when I first started, All right. I can tell you, you didn't have to worry about Bobby Allison would say on TV. He would come tell you. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, some of those guys, Cale Yarbrough, Bobby Allison, uh, David Pearson, uh, you didn't have to wonder what they were thinking. You know, and don't and, even worry about Curtis Turner. I mean, those yeah, kind of guys. I didn't, you know. I didn't race against those guys. Yeah. But, but, you know, of course, today you, you can't do that because NASCAR doesn't, doesn't allow that. But it used to, things, it was a little bit easier when people could settle things on their own, you know. But when was it that Tony Stewart actually asked the NASCAR officials, how much will my fine be so I can go punch this guy in the face? It was <laughs> I mean, so I guess you can still do it if you want. Yeah, but you it, you shouldn't ask before you do it. That's right. <laughs> no, you no, you shouldn't because that takes the that takes the whole passion it's, out of that it. It makes it premeditated or something. It, it, I don't know. It does. <laughs> the legal term would be premeditated. Yeah. But for, forget about all the scrapping and everything. How does it make you feel when you see a guy coming up today? who is less talented than you, less talented than a lot of guys you know, getting a big old paycheck, and you just got to see this knucklehead on TV every week and go, man, I'll give you credit for getting the deal, but you suck. <laughs> well, there's a couple of them out there probably like that, but uh, yeah, there are. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for those guys. It's, it's hard, and you can, it's easy to criticize somebody when they're not doing well, but you know, it's, it's really a team effort, and everybody works together, and most of the time, it's not just one person that makes a difference. Well, on well the but scenario. the guy, well, I'm just one. But the guy, not so much a talent, talent thing, but it's selling. It's the whole marketing thing. It's shaking hands, doing stuff for your sponsors. Some guys take the money, but don't appreciate the fans. True, and that's. I think that you see that more today uh, than in the past because a lot of the young guys today don't really realize where the sport came from. You know, they just all came in and they think everybody got, has an airplane and a bus, and, and it didn't used to be that way. You know, I mean, we used to have to drive to all the races in a van with a crew and things like that and it was uh, a, lot, a lot different. Yep. I can remember going to some races when we didn't have 20,000 fans there and uh, it's just changed so much over the years and I think a lot of the young guys don't really understand you know, where the sport used to be and, and mm -hmm. where it came from. Terry Labonte, we talked a little bit, you said that it is a team sport. There's a whole lot of things that have to happen right for somebody to pull into victory circle but after 20 years and a guy hasn't won, chances are he's not going to, unless a whole lot of dominoes fall. Yeah. Why should that guy still get the contracts and some of the people who win all the time, get two championships, can't get those contracts? I didn't want one. So if you if, if you point that towards me, I didn't want one. No, but, no, no, uh, no. I'm just talking, using you as okay, an example. Okay. You were ready to walk away. Yeah. Uh, if you've been in the sport for 20 years and had never won a race, i got to give you credit. You've done something right to stay here that long. I mean, that's pretty amazing because uh, it's a tough sport. And uh, at some point, 
along the time there, you're going to have to produce and you're going to have to really make some people happy or, or you're going to be on the outside looking in. That is your former NASCAR champion, Texas Terry Labonte. But would you please welcome, for the first time on the TV show, yep. Bobby Labonte. What's up there, Bobby? Not much. How you guys doing? We got the official applause. You can't hear it, but it is going on right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Well, hold on. Let's wait about two minutes for it to settle down, right? <laughs> exactly. It's a standing ovation. Yeah, from yeah. The dog. Bobby, we're part of this Mac Tools tool fair going on here in Nashville, Tennessee. And you walk around and you see all this Mac Tools craziness. You've been with some pretty big time and dedicated sponsors, Interstate back in the day, now Mac Tools. And yeah. now you're with Richard Petty and you got Cheerios on board. Is it, do you just change hats and just get used to it? It's hard. Yeah. It, it, it really is. Interstate Batteries, I've been with them for 11 years. And, uh, you know, I've been with Mac Tools for probably almost. Actually, probably longer than that because I had them on my bush car before that. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, interstate batteries, everybody sees that interstate battery car, green car, and associates me with it. So it's it's hard to change that hat. I mean, that's just going to be hard. Signing 43 is going to be harder, yeah. you know, than because that 18 is just is it still comes up. It's like the new year, 06. It's hard to, hard to do 06, you know, from 05 once you get used to it. But, but I think once we. Uh, once we uh, get going throughout the season, I know that'll change. It'll be all right. When I grew up and started getting involved in racing and so forth, it was always 43 at the front of the line. You need to get that 43 back up there, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel the same way. Well, we're going to work real hard at it. Uh, I think there's a lot of dedication at the shop, uh, a lot of good people there, a lot of uh, uh, hard work's going to take place, and uh, you know we're, we're confident that we're going to be able to do that. Um, we know that it's not going to be easy, but, you know, we have the confidence that we can do it. Do you get tired of hearing this young guns business? Because you, like I said, talking to you earlier, you look young, man. And they were talking about these guys, the Casey Canes, the Brian Vickers, those guys. Do you get tired of that and saying, hey, I'm already a champion there, partner? You know, it, it, it really doesn't bother you too much because, you know, I was that way at one time. The only thing that really was different between then and now is that, the media wasn't what it is today to call it that and they don't and what happens today is everything is so repetitive you could talk about it on monday and it gets repeated on tuesday wednesday thursday friday and you know by the time you get the racetrack you're sick and tired of it yep. so i mean there's too much sometimes so the repetitiveness is what really gets you but those guys are what's going to make the sport later on i mean and they're building their foundation now no different don't than what we did justin oh justin yeah 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 and i mean no different than what we did you know, if you, I mean, Ernie, Ernie Irvin, at one time he said, I walked by him, I guess it was at Charlotte, and he'd already quit racing, and he said, somebody, he said, yep, you were the people that put me out. You were one of you. You were like the one that put me out. You young, you young guys put me out. And I'm like, Ernie says, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I mean, you know, so, so you know, you know, we're in the same boat as, you know, those guys were, and those guys – you know they're not pushing the young gun thing it's the media doing it and because they know they're going to be one of these days they're going to be the guy like me wow. you know so it's just it's just a cycle but the media is what takes it more to a level today than anything else because that is repetitive. bobby labani former young gun he's kind of a young gun he's not an old man he is extremely fit and i don't know how you do it easy really cool. there I like coaches that. i like that bobby labani here in the speed freak spits is he all it takes to put petty back in the winner's circle. Yes or no, email us, pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv. Bobby, thank you for coming in here. Thank you, guys. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined.
Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi. Legendary drivers, Johnson, Canaan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're going back and thinking of those interviews that we had with Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte back in the day. Crasher just sent us a text during the show about the young guns back then. Oof. Crasher? Share with the Freak Nation who some of those young guns are. Rookie in 05, I believe, or 04, probably Kurt Busch. How about Scott Wimmer? Brendan Gaughan, Brian Vickers. Kevin Harvick was still a young gun then. I think he was a, he was a rookie in 01, wasn't he? Yeah, just wild. Rookies in 06, Denny Hamlin, Reed Sorensen, Clint Boyer, Martin Truex. Oh, Whoa. these were all your young guns that we were just referring to with both Terry Labonte and Bobby Labonte. Bobby was a young gun 
when Ernie Irvin said, hey, you're putting me off the map. And now <laughs> the Hamlins, the Harvicks of the world, were putting the Labonis off the map. Crazy. So, Statman, how many young gun generations in NASCAR specifically have we gone through? Well, NASCAR has young guns about every four or five years, so we've probably gone through three or four, yeah. We've also gone through three or four hairstyles for Crash. Mm. We, talked about, we talked about Kenny, but Crash has got a couple mm -hmm. of hair. I've been, I've been fairly consistent, fairly consistent with mine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You've got that very close trim. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, Freak Nation, we're going to end it with this. And, Suave, you weren't here for this discussion, but I figured why not highlight a Formula One driver that's mm. been in the Freak Nation? And, Crasher reminded me, this wasn't the only Formula One driver that we've had in the Freak Nation on video. Just okay, real quick, real quick. Trivia. Mm -hmm. Who was the first Formula One driver we ever had on the show? And I believe it was the year 2000. I, re I remember it was, a, and then this is all, all sincerity. It was a cloudy day when we had this person on. I don't remember who it was. It was a weird hookup. It was a weird hookup. Yeah. Um, I do not. Have if I clue. say his first name, Mark, would you be able to remember Mark his last Weber? name? No. It was pre Mark Weber days. Mark Genet. Oh, no. <laughs> the first Formula One driver we ever had on the show, Mark Janet. Oh, wasn't Kimi Raikkonen? We had a Kimi Raikkonen we did have on the yeah. 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 Angry Kimi. Yeah, we had him. Jensen Button talking about Danica Patrick. Right. Yeah, we've got, we've got a few. Scott Speed. <laughs> well, yeah. I, that counts. Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, one of the Williams guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, 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 Heidfeld, Nick Heidfeld. Wow. Wow. That. So Freak Nation, Fernando Alonso, we had him on in 2018 from the Daytona 24 hour. And I really wanted to roll a Formula One interview, just given the fact that they're back on my radar. Wait, uh, hold on. Did we ever have Ralph Schumacher on the show? Just, I'm curious. Mm, I'm trying to remember. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why Kenny went. I, uh, a long, a decade and a half, maybe, without giving Formula One any respect. Thank you. Ralph I like Schumacher. the fact that I, uh, I questioned Fernando Alonso's manhood in this interview. This right, is prior to his Daytona 24-hour run in 2018, uh, where he again made his debut in the Daytona 24-hour. Look at where we are. You, uh, Nasser. You have Lance Stroll, Formula One drivers coming over here and running the Daytona 24, Daytona 24 hour. What the hell happened? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I can only speak uh, by myself. And uh, that's something that um, it happened last year when we had the opportunity to, to uh, run the, the Indy 500 together with Zach Brown, my, my McLaren boss. And, uh, you know, he loved racing as much as I do. And uh, we found that, that opportunity. And, uh, yeah, with the Daytona 24, I think... Uh, it's a perfect timing of, of the year. Uh, at the end of January, we are normally preparing ourselves for, for the following Formula One season. And uh, yeah, instead of being on the bicycle on the gym, much better to be in driving, driving a car. But Fernando, be honest. This is still a strain on your body, a strain on your schedule. You're traveling all over the world. Zach Brown's not your boss, man. I mean, he kind of is. But if he says jump, you say how high? No, you're Fernando Alonso. You can say no. Yeah, well, but racing, I, I always ask. Zach, uh, you know, um, if I can race here, I can race there. And, and that's my, 
those are my wishes. Um, after those wishes, Zach came. Yeah, you you can you can race at Daytona, but we we need to go to Charlotte for some media activities, you know, and things like that. So there are always some trades, you know, here and there. But uh, happy with with, with this, you know, uh, competition and, and racing in iconic venues like like Daytona International Speedway is, is a privilege for me. Okay, what can you say to Zach so that Zach says yes, Fernando? The best thing to, for Zach is to invite him uh, a dinner. You know that, that that's that's something where you can uh, negotiate anything. You know, in in those moments is where where Zach is a little bit softer. Yeah. Fernando Alonso, you've experienced the highest highs in all of racing. You've been world champion twice. The last couple of years have been pretty difficult, I would imagine. How does one go from one end of the spectrum to the other like that and still stand here and smile with us? Well, it's, it's, you understand with, with time and with years that motorsport is, is a, a com- complex sport, you know, and um, there is not a, a mathematical um, way of, of racing, you know, and uh, there are always some uh, uh, things that are out of your control. And I think uh, the last three years in F1, they were difficult. We had uh, reliability issues. We have uh, uh, performance issues. But, you know, I think the team is now putting things in place like uh, the change on the Renault power unit for next year. So uh, you need to be patient. You need to, to stay focused and um, deliver. You know, if the car can be uh, 10th, you, you have to be 5th. If the car can be, you know, 15, you need to be 10th. So you, you find always a small victories here and there, you know, for, for the team and for yourself. You're having a damn good time, aren't you? You're signing autographs. You're doing these interviews. It's something that we don't see from Formula One drivers when they come over here. But your social media, you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Instagram videos. This is awesome. You're having a damn good time, aren't you? You check my hair at 3 a.m. You know, it was was crazy. I mean... yeah, I love racing, but uh, I understand at the same time that racing is much more than driving cars. Uh, you need to um, be close to your fans. You know, there were Japanese uh, fans here that they, they flew all from Japan to, to watch this race only uh, to support myself. And, uh, and you know, you, you understand that you need to, to, to do s- and to give something back, not only only driving. So uh, I try to be uh, open to everyone. Uh, there are... Other things that, you know, are a little bit more difficult. It's not only nice things that uh, it happen in, in the day, you know, like now I need to drive to Miami four or five hours and then fly to Europe and uh, training tomorrow. You know, there are things that, uh, you know, in the background that are a little bit more, more difficult, but uh, like any other job. Wait a minute. You said training tomorrow when you land back in Europe. I was just going to ask you, what's your cheat meal now that you're done for a couple of weeks? Guess there's none of that. Yeah, I, I tried that. You know, I, I had an email last last uh, last night about uh, uh, training camp this week with uh, the my physios and my trainers, and uh, I said maybe we can delay it a little bit, you know, until the weekend or something. And they said no, because in the weekend you have this commitment, that commitment. So yeah, it needs to happen. But uh, hopefully, I can convince them to to start in an easy way. Americans, it'd be difficult for Americans to understand someone coming from japan to see you race here in the united states but you're used to that you have to have a relationship with your fans that most american drivers do not understand how do you build that i think we all understand um if i mean maybe they don't know japanese fans that's that's the first thing you know japanese fans are 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 quite quite unique um but 
you know, it, it's the way it is. I think uh, wherever you you race and um, and as as long as you uh, your performance is is the maximum you can do, I think the fans appreciate that. You know, and uh, your commitment, your passion for motor racing, and uh, sometimes you know they they get uh, to know that motorsport is, is is difficult, as we said before, and uh, they keep uh, supporting you wherever it happens in the race. So that's uh, that's something very nice, and uh, I'm I'm thankful for that. Do you have to bring your bigger set of balls to run day 2024 next year? Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, belts are are much better now. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, Indy, Monaco, or Daytona. What are bigger? Yeah, Le Mans is something that is attractive, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, we need to find more weekends. You know, we we have only 52 weekends in the year, and uh, we need to find 54 or 60. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you. Oh, my. Yep. There you go. He does have a massive, passionate fan base in Japan. Fernando it's, Alonso yes, we're talking about. Yes, yep. Fernando Alonso. It's crazy cool. But that's the thing. I mean, Formula One drivers understand that worldwide, the differences in fan bases worldwide, and they cater to them. When they find that they've got something that's working, boom, they cater to them, and it's awesome. Well, cool their, their sponsors expect that because their sponsors are worldwide and mm -hmm. they don't sell in Kansas. They sell in Japan and Indonesia and France and the United and Kansas everywhere. <laughs> so Freak Nation, we're celebrating 22 years. We're going to continue next weekend uh, as it's actually, geez, what are you going to dig up then? Who knows what I'm going to dig up? Man. This has been fun mm -hmm. reflecting on a number of these TV interviews that we've we've had. We went from Speed Channel to ESPN to ESPN Two to Mav TV. It's a uh, wow. Okay, in today's anniversary prelude, I will say mm -hmm. you had NASCAR, Formula One, and Supercross and off road. I guess you can say so. Yep. Next week, you need to be giving us some IndyCar, sports car, and NHRA throwbacks. Well, then I'll just play two hours of Mario and John Force. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Two hours with Done. John Forrest. Done. One question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and go. Just video-wise, we could do two weeks of John Force Video. Yeah, that didn't include all the audio. Right? I would imagine. Mm. Classic, There's man. Just uh, mm -hmm. of all the people we've had in 22 years, he's got to be on our Mount Rushmore. Classic, uh, classic guest. Richie, yep. would you say that John Force has been the most entertaining driver that we've had in the Freak Nation with your involvement with Speed Freak for the last <laughs> seven or eight years? I think that's uh, that's an easy answer, yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's really close. Yeah. They're, they're, Some good ball-busting sessions was like Clint Boyer and A.J. Allmendinger right up there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Force <laughs> is just on another level. The yes. classic was when it, when he was on in 2000 and our sponsor, Blimpies, called in to say, who is this guy? <laughs> because he was celebrating his championship November yep. of the year 2000. And in the middle of his phone interview with us, say we asked him, where are you celebrating? He said, well, I'm celebrating at a Blimpy. And meanwhile, Blimpy was one of our sponsors. And they're like, what? He mm -hmm. just said that on your show? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Classic. Cool. Sponsors have paid millions for that. 
and he did it for us as a favor. You go through the lineage of, or lineage, you go through the years of 22, the speed freaks and the drivers that we've lost. I'm going through looking mm. at some of these interviews uh, of drivers that we lost. Um, there's Daryl Russell, mm -hmm. who's in there. Eric Medlin, who's in there. Uh, Dan Weldon, who's in some of our video interviews. Justin Wilson. Yeah, Justin Wilson. Holy smokes. Wow. Dale, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Granted, we had only started the show seven months prior, mm -hmm. but Dale Sr. did die as, as we were the Freak Nation. So that was that was arguably the hardest. Uh, just Tony Renna. You guys had just had him on one of our Saturday shows on Sirius XM and Adam three three forty. Oh, Adam Petty. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been rough. Would you say that Paul Dana? Can, can, you, can you you can't say there was a bigger motorsports event than the loss of Dale Senior in our twenty two years? Can you? I mean, nine eleven was that same year. That was no, just I'm a just wicked year in general. Yeah, but but no. it affected motorsports and Alex Zanardi losing his legs. I mean, it, it, there was a just two thousand one was a difficult year. Well, but the significance of Dale Junior's death no, it changed death. senior senior it it changed motorsports. Mm -hmm. The ripples from NASCAR over to IndyCar, IndyCar into NASCAR would save. Remember the remember the battles of safety barriers? The battles ah. of wearing a Hans device. NASCAR drivers were refusing to yeah. wear Hans devices. Can you believe that? And it wouldn't have maybe yeah. there wouldn't have been a Kevin Harvick if uh, exactly right. uh, he replaced Earnhardt at uh, Richard Childress Racing. You know, and pride. It's interesting you say that prior to Speed Freaks, but all of us were there at California Speedway in. October of 99, when Greg Moore lost his life mm -hmm. on Halloween of, of 99. And had that not happened, there would be no Elio Castroneves. Elio filled in Greg Moore's seat at Team Penske after that. So, yeah, it is kind of weird how things ebb and flow and sucks when tragedies offer the future to other people. But that, that is life, I guess. And Statman, your Cleveland Browns. Oh, no. And my Dallas Cowboys have not won the Super Bowl in our 22 years. Haven't been to the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, but the Broncos have. And oh, Richie's Rams have. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. In other news. Richie and I can rub that in right now. You brought it up, Kenny. You brought it up, Statman. Come on. We can rub it in. No, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Kenny brought that up. That is true. Says the two people who are not from the cities of the two teams they root for. Yep. I didn't have an NFL team. The Colts were not in Indianapolis when I was growing up. And then when they got there, they sucked for a decade. So I was already a Broncos fan by then. Mm -hmm. All good. And I had the Bidwells. <laughs> Richie has an excuse to. Yes. <laughs> and one of my favorite teams is anybody playing the Broncos. I know. I know. <laughs> Freak Nation, it's been a fun show. We're going to do it again next weekend. Make sure you're part of the big old thing. Follow us on social media, Speed Freaks. Of course, speedfreaks.tv is the website. Crash Gladys, Statman, Richard C. Suave. My name is Kenny Sargent. And again, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Statman, shoot the juice to the moose and... Cut it loose. Yep. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined.